0: 702 Sports Talk SMS Buhle on 31702 Brad Binder such a pleasure to be talking to you tonight I've been uh, waiting for this opportunity and finally it has come I'm uh, I'm very happy for that Welcome to Sports Talk How's it Thanks so much for having me on the show uh, Are you back in the country I am man. I'm
1: very, very lucky that uh, I managed to get get back from Qatar in time before the lockdown. So uh, I've just been chilling in South Africa at the moment, and yeah, just waiting for all of this to blow over so we can get back to action.
0: Oh, and what on earth are you up to at the moment um, here in, at, at home?
1: Uh, to be honest, I've just been doing a lot of training and uh, been been building all my bikes and making sure everything's just prepped and ready. So, as soon as we get the, the go-ahead to continue training and and we find out that the season's going to be carrying on, uh, I'll just start my riding again and get all the preparation ready.
0: So, you haven't been able to ride since uh, you got back to the country?
1: Uh, well, actually, when I when I found out we were going into a lockdown, I, I managed to get a good couple days in. So, yeah. that was at least good because um, now obviously the three weeks not riding will take its all, But... Uh, you know, it's
0: the same for everybody, and I can't wait for it to be over. I mean, uh, I, I want to stick with that, uh, the three weeks not riding. What? Some of us, we watch you, and we, we don't really understand fully the physicality that is required to be on a motorbike and, uh, you know, holding it around all sorts of uh, tracks throughout the season. Uh, what kind of impact does not riding for three weeks have on you, and, and how do you overcome that?
1: You know, the, the main thing is it doesn't matter how hard you train in the gym or how much cycling, running you do. Um, riding is a different type of fitness, you know, you're using your whole body all the time. And, uh, it's, it's just really, really physical. Like you use your forearms, which they work really hard. Um, small muscles in your back, shoulders, you know, it's it's just a mix of different muscles that you can't really train exactly the same in a gym. So, uh, always when you go back into go back to riding after a while it's always really difficult and quite uh you're it's hard on the body but um the more you ride the easier it becomes
0: I would imagine so. Uh, so, you know, we, we in South Africa felt like we had won something when the announcement came that you'd be moving up to MotoGP. I mean, for us, looking at your career, it, it's been exponential from Moto3 all the way to MotoGP. Uh, and uh, then COVID-19 happens, you testing, a season about to get underway, it doesn't happen. You must have been gutted. For sure, you know, uh,
1: the
0: thing
1: is... From from uh, the the second the season finishes at the end of the year in Valencia, uh, you just the main thing that I've been focusing on was getting uh, to the first race in Qatar and being as strong and ready as possible. And um, you know, it, it's quite difficult because you have that target in mind and that's what you work towards. And uh, all of a sudden, when that kind of when that falls or falls away, it's. You know, a little bit, uh, it was obviously a bit of a letdown because I was really excited and that's what I've been working towards. But, um, you know, at the same time, now it's given me more time to prepare and uh, I hope by the time we can get back to racing, I'll be better prepared and... uh, Hopefully, I can get some good
0: results and make everyone back home in South Africa proud. Uh, and um, we're all hoping for that as well. And we're sure that uh, you'll be able to do that. But uh, let's talk about uh, you know going from making the jump from Moto 2 to Moto GP. Uh, let alone the races. I mean, you've got the, you've got Mark Marquez, for instance, who uh, is right now. Undisputedly, the best MotoGP rider, uh, I would say. You've got uh, Valentino Rossi. You've got you got such wealth and really good riders. Uh, how difficult is it, and and how big is that gap between Moto Two and MotoGP?
1: You know, the the main, the really big step from Moto Two to MotoGP uh, is the machinery you ride. You know, you're stepping up from a seven six five cc three cylinder to a thousand cc four cylinder bike. So. Um, you know, you, it's more than, more than a hundred and, well, actually around 120, 130 horsepower more than what we, we had on the Moto 2 bike. So, uh, you a lot more power, a lot more electronics. Um, obviously the field is, is even tighter with stronger riders. So that makes it another step harder. But, um, in general, you know, the step, the step was, was really hard at the beginning to try and understand how to ride the bike. But uh, the more laps I did, the more comfortable I got and the quicker I started to go Mm. and the better my results and time started to get.
0: So it's just a matter of being able to put all of that power under your control, I would assume. I mean, I I know it can't be as easy as it is said.
1: For sure, you know, it's, it's one thing to try and see and understand what you need to do to go fast. But on the other hand, it's to put it all together, you know, the... You have to run completely different lines. Um, the way to ride the bike's completely different uh, you know there's so many more electronics, and you know you have to keep the bike on angle, otherwise it just wheelies and cuts the power so there's a whole lot of different things that you really need to focus on and Unfortunately, the only way to to really understand that is just step by step do more and more laps and more time more time on the saddle and uh slowly things start to. Take
0: place and get more comfortable, and of course, then the time gets quicker. Uh, In terms of your team, and I mean, it's a it's a team sport event essentially. Even though you are uh, on your own on that bike, but what kind of personalities and people do you have around you, and what are the various roles uh, in getting you better, getting you sharper, getting you fitter, and (laughs) making sure you're healthy?
1: Yeah, you know the the team's huge. I mean, between uh, two of us. Well, two riders in the factory team. There's uh, close to 60 people. So, um, you know, behind the scenes, uh, what you don't see on the track is insane. You know, I have the most amazing team behind me. I have uh, nine guys that work directly just for me in the box. And, um, yeah, you know, we have everything from an electronics guy to a crew chief uh, to someone to go through the data. We have a few mechanics, you know, a guy that does the brakes, it's uh, everybody is a specialist in their own field and um you know we're all there working hard together to try and all reach the same goal at the end of the day
0: and how is it riding alongside a
1: yeah it's good so far so good you know i've enjoyed being a pole teammate and uh i'm looking forward to getting a season underway he's a really strong rider and he's really been doing well especially at the end of last season so uh I hope to be as close to him as possible, and if, if, uh, if, if I can, hopefully I can finish quite a few races in front of him. That, that
0: would be great. How big is that uh, inter team rivalry um, between the riders within the team, uh, let alone those that are in other factories?
1: You know, it's like a bit of a, it's one of those things, you know, you always want to be the first guy on your team. Uh, you you never want your teammate to beat you that's one. it's like an unwritten rule almost you know but uh at the same time you know you also work as a team uh to try and develop a bike try and uh see what works for you what doesn't um you know we get to compare all of our data so at the same time you know we're just as much trying to push push each other along as we are trying to beat each other so uh you know, it's always it's always good to to have a fast teammate, and I'm very lucky now that I have such good data to follow, and uh, it gives me a good base to work off.
0: Uh, before I, I let you go, Brad, I just, I just want to talk about uh, your last season because uh, you know they say you're as good as your last race, essentially. Well, fortunately, your last race was in Valencia, and you finished top of the the podium there. Uh, but in in your last season, it seems like and it, it's it seems like this is the case in most of your seasons, the second half treats you a lot better. Is there something about the last couple of circuits that you like more or prefer more, or is it just a matter of being more in tune and in sync with your bike?
1: Uh, you know, previous years I have always been better in the second half of the year. That is for sure. But, um, unfortunately last year, uh, we had big issues at the beginning of the season. our package that we had put together in the off season just wasn't competitive. So, uh, you know, I pretty much lost the first half of the season, and then the second half of the year. Once we got the bike working well, I managed to win five races, and I, I'm not even sure how many podiums I got. But uh, yeah, the the main thing is, you know, I, it was really unfortunate that it, our year started off so hard because I truly believe we could have won the world championship last year. And to to start off the way we did, and to finish only three points off the off the world world title, it's a bit. Uh, Frustrating for sure, but unfortunately that's life. And uh, yeah, we just got to got to um, take everything as it comes. Now you know we're off to MotoGP, so Moto2 is over, and it's time time to look at uh, bigger and
0: better things. Uh, and uh, have the powers that be in MotoGP said anything about when uh, you might expect to be resuming again? Uh, and, and also what's going to happen with all these suspended races? Will they try to slot them in? Will you be racing week in, week out with no break now? Or what, what will happen?
1: Uh, to be honest, I think you know as much as I do. Uh, there's no, Honestly, nobody really knows what's going on at the moment. Um, I, I'd like to say we're going to be starting riding really soon. But uh, speaking to a lot of the people, it sounds like if we're lucky, maybe June, July, we can start to get our season underway. So uh, we still got a little bit of time to, to kill. But, um, you know, the, our main, the main thing we need to focus on right now is just to get this virus out the way and uh, make sure everyone's healthy and safe again. And then we can continue to race after that.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Brad. Uh, keep safe and keep healthy, keep fit. Looking forward to seeing you in that uh, factory KTM uh, bike very, very soon, uh, representing South Africa and MotoGP. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Cheers. Cheers. That is Brad Binder.